This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Uh, we are spoiled at the moment, aren't we? With culminations of our seasons uh, in our country uh, coming to a close at the moment. Finals are on the doorstep, preliminary finals in the AFL this week. The NRL finals are happening. We've got cricket not too far away, but NFL is massive in this country uh, and it is the biggest game in the US and their season gets started tomorrow morning our time. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers uh, the reigning Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, up against America's favourite team in the Cowboys. And there's so many stories coming into this NFL season. I can't remember a season uh, where there's been this many narratives coming in. Everywhere you look, there's a story to be told uh, and a story to keep an eye on. And there's one person and one person only we go to. He's the host of the National Night Show uh, on ESPN, uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Uh, Freddie Coleman has been good enough to jump on the line with us again, a friend of the show, uh, and we always love to catch up with him. Freddie, hello to you, my friend. Hello to you, Sam, my brother. How are you, my man? Uh, I'm really good, thanks. Where do we start with this? I want to start with you with vaccines and the role in which COVID and vaccinations uh, are, are taking in this season. We've already seen players lose their jobs for this. We've seen some uh, franchises really strong in this area. We've seen others uh, who aren't so. And it's a major factor coming into a year where... The NFL, like any sport, cannot afford to have games rescheduled, cancelled, and, and crowds not to be there. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Sam. But let's remember this, because last year the NFL was able to reschedule games and move games around, but they did not lose a week and they did not lose a game. No games were postponed or cancelled. No games had to be forfeited because of that. And we're in a better position this year because 93% of the National Football League is vaccinated. So for the 7% that are going to maybe stay in that box and not get vaccinated, there's been enough of a herd immunity that's going to keep games from not getting canceled or games not being postponed or any forfeiture when it comes to games. And the NFL let it be known right away that they were going to put this on the players to let them know that we're still going to make money as an organization, but do you really want to miss out on a potential game check or a postseason berth that can put more money in your pocket? They put that in the player's basket and had the players figure it out. So I give the players a lot of credit for making sure that enough people are going to be vaccinated and the ones that don't want to be vaccinated that raise holy you-know-what about it. There's been enough of a herd immunity that is going to take place where the NFL, in my opinion, won't have to worry about having an outbreak happening to a team in which they're going to have an outbreak that's going to take away a game or have a forfeiture of any situation. So, Freddie, with that, I've seen, obviously, Cam Newton. Was that a big surprise to you that the the Patriots made a strong stand? And and the general feeling was that, um, yeah, they had Mac Jones, uh, who they took from Alabama in the draft. um, But the Cam Newton COVID, a couple of situations for him, probably brought him unstuck uh, and now has him looking for a new job. Well, I was surprised, Sam, that they decided to release him outright. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised 
that they were able to go with Mac Jones because he really accelerated his learning curve mm. when it came to being the Patriots quarterback. And when you learn under Nick Saban and you get a chance to be under Bill Belichick and you have that kind of ability and capability that he has. So I wasn't surprised that he wanted to be in the starting quarterback because Bill Belichick has shown he'll play players that he believes can help the team. But I'm really surprised they outright released Cam Newton. I think Bill Belichick did that, hoping that Cam Newton would get a chance to latch onto a team. But if you release a person this late, right before the season gets started, it's more than likely that he's not going to be on an NFL team, especially when he believes that, as Cam Newton, that he can be a starting quarterback. And there are plenty of other teams, maybe every team in the National Football League, that does not believe the same thing that Cam Newton believes. All right, so let's have a look. Now that we've sort of dealt with that side of things, the season ahead is is so enticing. And as I said in the intro, so many different stories and narratives. And we'll start with probably it's the most scrutinized and, uh, and looked at position in football, and that's at quarterback. We saw an offseason, and you and I spoke about this, where we had a lot of quarterbacks making moves, a lot of quarterbacks finding new homes. Um, when we speak about uh, Matt Stafford going to the Rams and then in turn Jared Goff heading over to L.A., you've got uh, Carson Wentz now uh, at the Colts. So there's a lot of movement that happened. Of all those moves that took place, who do you think is going to be the biggest beneficiary of them? For me, it's the Los Angeles Rams getting Matthew Stafford because I believe for the longest time in Detroit, Sam, that that organization held Matthew Stafford back. He's an elite quarterback, but he never played for an elite organization and only made the playoffs a couple of times and did not have a playoff win. So now you go to the Rams with that coach and Sean McVay, the way he can dial up plays, and also that defense, which may be the best defense in the National Football League, led by Aaron Donald. I think they're going to benefit each other. It's going to be a mutual beneficial situation where for the first time in NFL life, Matthew Stafford would know how the other half lives when it comes to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Tom Brady, we played for the Patriots, and now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to know what it's like to go into a game feeling that he has an even chance of winning that football game, accumulating wins, and being a playoff team. So I think that's going to be the best situation, and Matthew Stafford's going to help the Rams. But we're definitely sure the Rams are going to help Matthew Stafford. What about of the new class of quarterbacks? I think we saw five taken in the first round last year. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the most high-profile of them uh, going to the Jacksonville Jags. But in- interestingly, there hasn't been a whole lot discussed about him. It's really been the other quarterbacks that got taken, whether it be Trey Lance at the 49ers, Mac Jones at the Patriots, Zach Wilson at your and my New York Jets. Um, these are the guys, Justin Fields, at Chicago, these are the guys that have been spoken about a lot more. Who are you expecting to have the best early impact, given that being a first-round quarterback, you're often going to a team that's not performing well, uh, and therefore it is always a lot tougher, especially when you're inserted straight away, because they don't give them the apprentice apprenticeships like they used to, like an Aaron Rodgers had, like you know a, a Tom Brady had, even though he was a, a late draft pick. But who are you expecting to be able to have to come in and have wins straight away? It's going to be Mac Jones because he's in the best position. The Patriots with that running game and the offensive people that they brought in in the offseason and all the defensive guys coming back. And the reason I'm not talking about Trevor Lawrence, Sam, as much is because we know the Jacksonville Jaguars are not going to be any good. The team won one game last year. They're not going to win more than three or four games this year. It's all about being a building block to have people and put pieces around Trevor Lawrence to make that better. And that's incumbent upon Urban Meyer and that organization to do that when it comes to Trevor Lawrence. That's why we had not heard a lot about him. But we heard a lot about Zach Wilson, who may be better than advertised for the New York Jets. People are waiting to see when Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. But Mac Jones in the best possible position because he has the best coach in the NFL. He has the defensive guys coming back. And the way that he can play and be a playmaker, they're not going to ask everything to be on his shoulders. 
but they wanted to make just enough throws, pretend with that running game, and then the more confident he becomes, then to open the playbook a little bit more when it comes to Mac Jones in New England. Speaking of Freddie Coleman from ESPN, does the National Night Show there, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. You can catch it on ESPN and Sirius uh, as well. Freddie, I want to talk about uh, four different organisations in four different situations. And the most tumultuous, I reckon, of the high-profile teams in the off-season would have to have been Green Bay and a little bit Seattle uh, as well. They got that sorted pretty quickly, Seattle, with maybe um, Russell Wilson being a little bit disenfranchised with the franchise. Uh, and But Aaron Rodgers, that situation of the ranker that had evolved with Green Bay, that played out right up until uh, preseason and even into it. What effect do you think that's going to have on, on both of those teams coming in? Well, Russell Wilson, we're going to see exactly how much they're going to let him cook because I believe that Seattle, Sam, is better when they're running the football and not just having to throw the ball over the place because that will get you to the playoffs, but it's not going to have you have a deep run in the playoffs. We've seen that not work for Russell Wilson when it comes to Seattle. So we'll see how they try to find that balance again and allow him to cook the way he wants to but not take away the identity, which is running the football and playing tough defense. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, and I said it before, I thought he's going to come back for one more year played this last year in Green Bay, then go elsewhere because he still does not have any affinity for the general manager, the president of that football team when it comes to Brian Gutenkunz and Mark Murphy, respectively. But if he makes a couple of plays to that team like we expect them, they are a legitimate threat in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. And can you imagine if that happens and they win that Super Bowl, then that's really the perfect coda for a guy that doesn't want to be there anymore. He loves the organization. He loves the fans and his teammates, but he doesn't like the management. I firmly believe that next year he'll be playing for a different team. And then after that, we'll see exactly what happens, what Green Bay is going to do post Aaron Rodgers when it's all said and done. So, Freddie, from two teams that have had a bit of a tumultuous offseason, what about the just very calm and placid waters of the two benchmarks going into this year again, the Bucks and the Chiefs. Like, you, they they have made the, the music to the ears of the fans is that they've had no music. They we haven't heard from them all off season. Their their quarterbacks, Mahomes, Brady, they redo their deals to make sure that they can keep the star players around, and they set themselves up perfectly. And then you don't hear another peep out of them coming in. I mean, they are coming into this season looking absolutely cherry ripe. Yes, yeah, Sam, Calm and Placid Waters is a perfect description when it comes to both of those teams because you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all 22-year guys on both sides of the ball come back for another run at it, to run it back. As they said, they believe that they are the premier team in the National Football League because whatever struggles they had early in the season last year where they were 7-5, and five, then they go on that run throughout the rest of the season to play them in the championship. They believe that the biggest, baddest boys in the NFL jungle. So we know they're going to have that motivation. And the same to the Kansas City Chiefs because they're the gold standard in the AFC. They refortify their offensive line. They get extra weapons for Patrick Mahomes to play with. And they know that they, hit, they feel they have the ability that you're not going to beat them at home, but that they can go on the road and beat a Buffalo or beat a Cleveland or beat a Tennessee or beat anybody else in the AFC. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see two different teams in the Super Bowl next year because the NFL is that competitive. But I don't think anybody should be surprised if we get a rematch where you get Tampa Bay on one side and also the Kansas City Chiefs on the other side. Both of those teams are being chased. They're not chasing anything. It's a motivation in history when it comes to getting a championship ring in the NFL. You can say a lot of things about Tom Brady, can't you? But you can never accuse him of being money-hungry or selfish. He's done this his whole career, taken less, made sure that, that the pieces were around him. He, he's all about 
rings and titles rather than dollar bills. And it looks like Patrick Mahomes is cut from a very similar cloth, happy to renegotiate to make sure that other players get paid uh, and are happy uh, and then they stay. And the thing about Brady is, and this is scary, I reckon, a um, man that's well into his 40s, played with a significant knee injury last year, Freddie, and they reckon that it, that would have debilitated just about anybody. And now he's looking absolutely cherry ripe again to go even better this year. All reports out of Tampa Bay are that he's looking like he could be in line for a career best year. Sam, I firmly believe this about Tom Brady. He's going to be 80 years of age. He's going to be in a wheelchair. They're going to wheel him out there. He'll throw a touchdown pass and then wheel him back to the sidelines to keep him safe because he loves playing football so much. And I used to worry about what what is he going to do post-NFL. Well, I don't think I'm going to have that kind of worry with Tom Brady because he knows exactly what his legacy is going to be in the National Football League because we're not going to see his like ever again. As great as Patrick Mahomes as already is already is for Kansas City, how much great he's going to become, I don't think he's anywhere near his ceiling. The thought process of him giving even four or five championships is even far-fetched because the NFL is so competitive. The fact that Tom Brady has more than a puncher's chance of getting an eighth championship ring says a lot of what he's been able to do and having that kind of aura about him that no matter where he is going to go, leaving New England, go to Tampa Bay, and a year late, he's got a seventh championship ring. Shows exactly what kind of greatness is there. And as great as Patrick Mahomes is going to be, if he gets the three world championships, that is nothing to sneeze at. But because Tom Brady has set that kind of bar that high, you can't make a comparison to him because it's not fair to his legacy. And it's definitely not fair to the Patrick Mahomes of the world or the Aaron Rodgers of the world or even quarterbacks of the past that have not been able to scale that mountain the way that Tom Brady has been able to get to that top of the mountain. I think I saw a quote uh, recently about Brady where someone said to him a little while ago, might have been a Patriots teammate, saying, so who you know, who have you got lined up? I mean, who, who are you trying to you know, supersede? And, and, they were, and they, I think they named Montana and Elway, and he said, no, no, Michael Jordan. Uh, and that, that, I think that shows the mindset <laughs> that for him it's about winning uh, and you don't win by yourself. I, I love that. It's a great message, I think, throughout all of sport. But why don't we finish off with this, Freddie? A couple of things. Biggest improvers for you this year and biggest sliders. So who's going to really uh, make a move up and who do you think might be making a move back the other way? I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers because if they stay reasonably healthy, Sam, that's a team that not only will compete in the NFC West with Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams, but that is a Super Bowl team, in my opinion, out of the NFC. And think about this. They were a bad throw away from being a Super Bowl champion and leaving the Kansas City Chiefs ringless during the term of Patsy Mahomes. Had Jimmy Garoppolo been able to make that throw without having a conversation about maybe the San Francisco 49ers moving on from him. That's a team that, when they're healthy, is an extremely, extremely talented team. I think that's a team that could make the playoffs and do some dance if they get there. One team I think is going to be on the way down and not make the playoffs will be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they drafted Najee Harris, and I love him running back out of Alabama. But Ben Roethlisberger, with that offensive line in flux, losing three stars from last year, and they don't have Bud Dupree on defense. I know he tore his ACL last year, but losing him is going to be a big factor coming back from an injury that he's going to be doing with somewhere else playing for the Tennessee Titans. I look at that team sliding out because last year three teams in the AFC North made the playoffs. When it comes to Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, I believe Cleveland, Baltimore make the playoffs. I got Cleveland winning that division. But I think Pittsburgh will slide out. And I could see three teams out of AFC East making it when it comes to the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, beautifully done. Uh, I think the last thing we can finish on, Freddie Coleman from ESPN, how great was it 
to see college football stands filled to the rafters. We've got Wisconsin getting to jump around again. We've got Iowa being able to turn and wave to the Children's Hospital once again. We've got Virginia Tech entering the Sandman. Uh, that is what sport is all about. The fans in the stands. Uh, we, we are very jealous over here. We're in various stages of lockdown in Australia still and not really able to go out of the house too far. Um, to see that, um, is we're very jealous, but it gives us hope about what might be not too far away. That was phenomenal. Yeah, and no doubt about the hope standpoint, and you're exactly right, Sam, when it comes to that. But I also will say this, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, the fans never give back that power because sports have told all of us it is not the same when you're not there. You mentioned Wisconsin and you mentioned Virginia Tech. And how about the scene where Charlotte upsets Duke and they rush the floor and they rush the stadium stadium floor after their team had a big win. More than ever before, fans have got to realize their power. Don't be, you know, Jack, you know what's about it. But realize that you are an important part of any sports stadium, any sports arena. You are an important part of a sports scene when it comes to making that ambiance and making that environment even better. Don't ever give back that power if you're a fan. You don't have to abuse that power. Just let teams know, hey, you need us, and we know that you need us because we are part of that experience, and the fans should never, ever give back that power if they're smart enough because sports have told us in the last year plus it is not the same when fans are not in the building or fans are not in the stadium. Beautifully said. Freddie Coleman, you're always so generous with your time, mate. Love having you on. Thanks for speaking to us and setting up what should be a brilliant NFL season. Can't wait. My pleasure, my brother. You take care. We'll do it again soon, and God bless you. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.